Hello and welcome to Dealer's Choice. I'm the dealer and it is my choice. And today we were watching... No, what was what was wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a fine intro, Alex. Carry on. No, you both reacted and it was... Oh, I workshopped that. Gonna, it was I'm good. Gonna, it was just when we were having the discussion about taglines, it, it was it came into my head and I went, no, that's, that's too simple. And then you went and did it. And now it's like, well, I guess it works. It's fine. I was going to say, my joke answer was pretty much your... <laughs> I took it, I ran with it, I changed it, it's mine now. So, I am the dealer, this is my choice. Listeners, as you can guess, I'm with my two friends, Morgan and Zach, and today... Hello. Oh, I didn't say say hello, but that's fine, say hello. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm hesitant uh, to do anything now. That's fine, that's fine. Hello, uh, no. bed. Hello, toilet. Hello, Hello egg snake. Hello, egg snake. microphone. Hello, <laughs> computer. Hello. Hello. That was a perfect transition because, as Alex should have said right now, that is a reference to the movie we watched this week. But he didn't say it. I'm saying it now. Well, thank you, Morgan. Um, don't take over the show while I'm hosting. <laughs> no. That's right. No. As, as, as you alluded. <laughs> Uh, it is the 2015 film Room that I uh, made you guys watch this week, starring Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay, and directed by Lenny Abra- Abrahamson. I probably butchered the pronunciation of that name, but I apologise. So, uh, let's start with who would like to summarise the plot. Oh, me, me, me. I've got a very simple, succinct yeah, so summary. the plot is, um, basically, <laughs> no, Morgan, I'm going. No, no, I've got a very simple... You can go after me. Mine's very simple and quick. Okay. Um, yep, summary of this it. movie, uh, Breakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, righty okay. If anyone is familiar uh, with the Netflix show, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, specifically maybe like the story before the show, like how she ended up. Oh, there's, bit, there's elements, like exploring a new world. But yeah, you know, that's my that's my summary. Thank you. I quite no, no, like I, it. You know what? I'm not even going to change that. <laughs> uh, all right, Alex. Oh, sorry. I thought you were actually going to say something. No, else. That's okay. perfect. Um, right. Okay. Uh, so basically, you were quite you were nearly there, Morgan. There was a bit more details that had to be fleshed out, but I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, Breakable Kimmy Schmidt have baby. That, yes. That, does that fix it? Kind of. <laughs> we're nearly there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it basically, uh, if you don't know the reference to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, it, what, what this film is basically about is this uh, little boy, he's five, and he mm-hmm. has his entire world, he's only known the confines of this shed where his um, mother and him live. Because she's so, being held captive against her will, and he is as well, but he doesn't know. That's about right. Outside world. Yeah, he there is a TV in the room. He just presumes that there's TV land outside the shed, like in another world. But the shed, or what he calls room, is his entire world. And um, Alex yeah, did that's... it again. He did it. He brought us another another haunting, <laughs> dark movie, as he so often does. One would think. One would think that Alex doesn't understand the term feel good. <laughs> I thought this was a feel good film by the end. I actually, it is it is a feel good film, which I don't know if I'm a broken individual for thinking that, but this film genuinely, I, I, I'll say that for later. But yeah, I think um, it's got heart. It's definitely feels. It's got heart. Yes, yeah. it does. Um, let's let's start with our first impressions. What did you guys think? <laughs> Uh, so when it started, I thought it was very pretentious <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is now like sighing. I was oh. like, whatever, but it definitely, definitely won me about 20 minutes in, which is not that easy when you start a movie going whatever. I think it is an incredible performance from both Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. I would say Jacob Tremblay does a better job, but that's not to say that Brie Larson isn't excellent. And I have to say, I cried several times in this movie. I think this movie was very, very touching, and it, uh, yes, it was a pretty excellent movie to watch. I'm glad I watched it. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Um, Morgan, what were your first impressions? And I'll give you a bit of a clue about why I 
subjected you to it. I, I really liked this movie. Um, I thought it could have been one thing, but then they didn't focus on that. And they kind of, so like there's the first, without getting spoilers, it's like, like the first half of the movie could have been like the whole movie with yes. like the end, with like something that culminates in the middle happening at the end. But I'm actually really glad it didn't do that. I I really like mm. the way they kind of played it out. It's like this developing relationship that kind of leads to a, yeah. And then you see the aftermath as well. I think, yeah, I think it, yeah, it was a good way of encapsulating the whole experience and like what happens yeah. after as well. So no, I, I did really enjoy it. I found it very compelling. Hmm. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I know it's exactly what you wanted to watch on like your Friday or Saturday night. Anyway, um, the reason I picked this film was one, uh, Brie Larson won the Academy Award for Best Actress for this film. Um, it was also nominated for Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay because um, it's originally a novel as well. Yes, I knew that. And I thought what I really liked about this film is how you get into the mind of a small child. And I think a lot of films try and do that but it comes off as really sort of corny or sort of ingenuine. That's not a word. It lacks mm. sort of that genuine feeling to it. Whereas this, it felt more real to me, like his, the little boy's um, interactions with the world and his understanding of the world. And that felt real to me. Um, and I also liked that it started in a pretty bleak place. Like, let's be honest, it did start in a pretty bleak place but it ended up in a place where yeah you alluded to it before zach it was you know it it had heart it was sort of it it you do feel a little bit uplifted by the end or you should anyway and um yeah sorry go on i was gonna say i think if you watch this movie and you don't feel like if you don't like uh, this movie, you probably shouldn't have kids. And I, I that's very harsh and it's very <laughs> like general. But I think I was watching this movie going, this is an excellent movie to sell you on the idea of having a child. I thought at least. Because Jacob Tremblay, um, and he's playing a younger kid. Um, yeah, he's, he's eight, like he's nine or ten. Five, yeah. oh, okay. Eight, yep. <clears throat> and he's playing a five year old. He is so sweet and so caring and kind but also a child. So he's like selfish at Mm. times and he's upset at times and stuff. Um, And you feel so, uh, or at the least, at the very least, I definitely cared for the character enough to be so happy that to see him um, progress through the movie, essentially. Mm. And that's why I like, I I think this movie is actually quite uplifting and I I don't actually think this movie is that dark. Um, And I actually, it's real. I think I'm I'm weird to say that this is a feel good movie, but I definitely felt good towards the end. Specifically, probably because of the character of Jake in mm. the movie, and I think it's so nice. You're right. Yeah, it's it's so many movies probably try and capture what a child is, but this movie seemed, or maybe the book, it seems so well researched. Mm. It seemed like everything they tried to do in terms of what how Jake acted, it's probably grounded in observing children interact rather than what you think children how children interact yeah it seemed a lot like it was based on or it came from people who had studied how kids grow and change and how they think and view the world and it was so good in that respect in that respect um one the one final point that i would like to make also is that uh, a24 the production company this is the first film that they made that was nominated for best picture and has now started this uh, wave of films that are now being critically acclaimed as well. So this sort of was the beginning for A24 or breaking through for A- of A24. What were they known for prior to this? Like what was their level or style? Um, let me see. I they're don't know, actually. Company. They're, they're behind quite a few things. A24 for a while was like my favourite company to see horror movies come from because they have this uh, ethic or culture within their production house to make. Is it me or is that frozen? No, no, he's frozen for me as well. <laughs> okay, I'm glad there was that moment there. I was like, am I frozen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zach's, Zach's gone. Uh, to fill you in, uh, some of the other films they did, so Before Room, Ex Machina, Enemy, sort of Under the Skin, 
these were a few films before Room, and then after Room, you got The Witch, Green Room, The Lobster, Swiss Army Man, uh, Moonlight. So there's a definite shift in, like, I've heard yeah. of a lot of the movies after, for sure. The Florida Project, Lady Bird, The Disaster Artist. Um, they are Hereditary. definitely an artistic film house. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, you're uh, back. Hello. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> the joy. No, they're, they're, they're definitely artistic. And I, I really like them for that. I, I, I like a lot of the films they put out, and I love I love a lot of the horror films they put out because it tends they tend to be about a substance over style and they're not, they tend not to be jump scary. They tend to be psychological. Um, yes. Yeah. I quite like that. I quite like A24 in general. Hmm. And I also think, um, you know, in lockdown, I've been sort of thinking about rewatching the Marvel cinematic universe as well. And uh, sort of going back through. And I just remember my thoughts on Captain Marvel and the performance that Brie Larson gave in that film and just sort of how disappointed I was by that film because she can most definitely act. Like, you see this film, and she's a fantastic actress, and I just think that the material that she was given in the MCU was not... Like, she couldn't make that... She couldn't elevate the material that she was given, and that's just disappointing because she most definitely can act. And, um, yeah, so that was another reason as well. She gets a lot of hate for the role that she's played online. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think she's a very talented cool. actress. That's, yeah. that, that's like – oh, sorry, Morgan, you go. I was just going to say, because, yeah, both these roles, when you think – like, like that, I spent a lot of this movie being like, if I was a kid in a room, like, what, how would I comprehend that? Like, because I know everything, mm. but it's like, how do you comprehend not knowing stuff? And then I was like, well, what's – like, if I was 17-year-old and I was taken, like, what am I – what do I not know? What, like, how – how like I, I've matured, but I definitely have missed stuff. It's like I was just trying to call, like wrap my head mm. around like how you'd go about like being these characters and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it is interesting because they do have these like. She obviously was seventeen, so she had a lot of life experience, but she still had having a lot. So it's like, how does mm. she go into the real world? And then like, how does he like? He has like none. So it's yeah. like, yeah, just wrapping your head around like these characters and how they've portrayed them. And I think yeah, it's very. I, they seem to do pretty good jobs at it. Yeah, and you think, you know, it's set in the States too. So when she was 17, she wouldn't have tried alcohol because it would have been illegal. You think about that. You think about all the, um, you know, finishing of high school and going to college and dealing with friends moving away and all that. So none of that would have happened for her. It just would have stopped when everyone else would have progressed mm. with their lives. That's a, It's an interesting um, – yeah, it's interesting – Anyway, let's do um, good and bad. What do we think? Uh, one good, one bad. Let's go. Uh, um, I, could, I, I think I can have a crack at bad. I think this is probably too long. I think this movie can be cut down. I, I, like, there's value in a lot of it, but I think the ending was definitely lackluster just because it just was so much. Um, and there's so many scenes that just seemed like they probably didn't have to be as long as they needed to be. but at the same time, I feel like that might not be a just criticism because this is clearly a vision that someone had and they've realised it. And maybe maybe this wouldn't be as impactful as it is if the person wasn't allowed to make what they wanted to make. So that that's the only thing I can say. I like the cinematography. I like the acting and stuff. So I, I'm trying to, tr- trying to just point to something because I don't think this movie is like one of my favourite ever, but it's definitely great. So, oh, Sorry. No, do you no, know what? I thought of another yeah. I there were several moments in this movie that felt like um for plot convenience, the world was against Lara and Jake. Like I know America is very different to a lot of countries, but the idea of them rocking up to their house and being just swarmed by the media, I know that like there is that sort of media culture in America where you just gonna you have to get the scoop and you have to do whatever it takes. I don't I'm not sure that the media would be that focused on her. Well, um, I don't think but, they were. I think they were more focused on the kid. Yeah, that's fair. I just, it felt very convenient that they couldn't leave their house and they were swarmed at all points and that, you know, these these pests were buzzing around them. I, that felt a bit convenient for me, but I could be very specific. I, I could be making bones out of nothing. Anyway. I think, yeah, like a negative is like, it's unavoidable, but like you only get the room for like the first half of the movie. Like that's it. Yeah. And there's like only so much you can do with that. And it's like being carried by the actors. 
But I think, like, I'll give you an example, like, because I will talk about when we get into it a bit more, like my favorite scene. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. the the it starts in the room, there, and then there was like a moment where like they were in the room, and I'm like, cool, I've been paying attention, but like, I've got to get some artwork done. I'll open my laptop and I'll do both things. And literally, I think I started it, and then so this maybe like it's kind of like the pacing is like just missed it or it came at the right time. But like I was like I I barely started, and I was like, oh no, I'm. I'm in this again. I had to shut my laptop. And it's like, I think, yeah, there's that bit, like you're in the room for a bit of, and it's like, it it just starts to get a bit. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not getting anything much more out of this at the moment. So I I can pay attention to something else. But then like for a little bit after, just like almost after I'd started doing that, I had to shut again. I'm like, all right, I'm in this again. So I think, yeah, maybe like the pacing in that moment, needed a little bit of tightening, but they pretty much, I was only a couple minutes into like getting distracted before they had me back. So I don't know if that's good or bad. (laughs) <laughs> I think I get you. It's both. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's uh, like that moment in the middle where, like, as you said, you you expect this movie to spend its entire time worried about the room, and then obviously it takes a turn from that. So you were probably waiting for that, you know, several scenes of her trying to figure out how to escape, and obviously that's not exactly how it works out. Yeah, I think I had a similar thing. Yeah, I definitely didn't expect the direction it took. I'm happy that it did. I just didn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. For me, I'm trying to think of a negative. Yeah, I don't know. I. It's hard to. Mm, it is a long film. Like I do, I do uh, take both your points there. It is a long film. It's effectively two films in one. If you think about it, you've got that much more intimate story in room, and then it does dovetail into its second story mm. as well. Um. It is a long film. I was watching this with mum and dad and um, went in preparation for this podcast. And I mentioned to both mum and dad that it does start in a bleak place, but, you know, stick with it. And, you know, and they found it, well, dad in particular found it quite horrific to watch, uh, mm. particularly some of those early scenes in room um, when you start to uh, understand the relationships that, or the circumstance that Mara had found herself in. And it can get pretty uh, harrowing. But, um, and sort of dad was sort of one waiting and he goes, when is it getting uplifting? That's <laughs> <laughs> what he turned to me. He's like, when, when is it? And then by the end he was like, oh, no, actually, okay, yeah. I, you know, I got that. But there was that moment there he was like, is this just, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, is this just Shock a bleak vision. film? Is oh, this okay. like, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't want to call it like bleak porn, but is it sort of reveling in the bad circumstance that these people found themselves in? God, that's like a really interesting point because I think that's one of the reasons I quite enjoyed this movie is because like there's like a lot of media. Maybe it's especially at the moment or maybe it's just I enjoy it somewhat. That is quite dark and will go dark places and will pursue that darkness and like really, really dive into it. And that's good. I, I like that in art. You should you should explore that sort of stuff. But it's it's kind of rarer these days to get stuff um, that will celebrate humanity or just kind of be uplifting about mm. us as a species. Um, it's like one of the reasons I love Star Trek so much. And I, I think it's one of the reasons you like Star Trek too as well is just it genuinely does celebrate, you know, the better parts of who we are. And this movie, it is very dark and very bleak from Mars' perspective. But from Jake's perspective, it is so endearing. It was so endearing to me to see and, and like to fully understand that that was his home and he felt safe there. Mm. And to understand that it's so, it's, it, it was, yeah, it was so touching to see that even in that bleak scenario, someone could feel comfort and someone could find home. And because it was a child, because he had a very simple view of the world, that was really touching to me. And then to see him grow and change and adapt to the world around him that becomes so much faster, so, so excellent. So I think from Mars' perspective, this movie is very dark and bleak. It's so horrible. But from Jake's perspective, I felt very encouraged afterwards to think that someone could go through that and Mm. still come out quite a sweet, innocent, uh, caring person, which he is. Yeah. I think that's also like there's that transition as well where it's like part of the reason is like that's all he's known when he's in the room. But I think she went out of her way to make it that way for him, to make it as possible. And then you have this transition where 
and then he's just adapting to the new world and he's doing fine and she realizes that she doesn't have to be there for him anymore and that's that's kind of what crushes she's like what do i do and then she starts then she realizes she has to work on herself she has to start mm. looking after herself like it's not about like he's fine now he's adapting better than she is like he, yeah. she she protected him in the room but now he's fine and she needs to protect herself and she, that almost ruins mm. her i think that transition that flip of a switch and she yeah. wasn't sure i think is that there's a whole element there yeah and if anything she goes backwards after she leaves room yeah like emotionally is that she needs to be, you know, strong and together and, you know, strong for for a child. And then once they're out, it's like, look at everything that I've lost now is what it is. And, um, yeah, so he sort of progresses and she sort of stumbles back. And that's a difficult thing as well. So she's, she's in her family house uh, in the room that she left and it looks exactly the same and all this stuff. So she would regress back to a 17 year old as well. Yeah. It was, yeah, there was that whole time. I'm glad they explored that as well. That's what I like about this movie is like, there's all these things they explored without getting like there. They don't really lay it on thick, but it's like when they think about this child is a Vic, uh, is a uh, combination of like a rape relationship. Like it, she didn't necessarily want him, but like everyone's oh very accepting, God. but you do show, have this relationship with her father that isn't it it's like yes that that's good we don't linger on it but it's like that i'm glad it was addressed because it would have been weird if everyone just accepted it surely there are some people who did and they had that relationship there but then this movie also gives you amazing characters like the mother and leo who i'm like i leo is i think my mvp of this movie he just comes out and it's like i i like i know he needed it but like i needed it in this movie as well and i think he stands out as a character that's like you're the, the the turn in this movie where it starts to build. Like I'm looking at you. You're the light at the end of the tunnel, Leo. You're saving. The, like, this is this is great. Yeah, I, it is so nice to see a character in a film that does exactly what I wanted to do. For mm. like, I wanted someone to sit there and try and connect with him in the subtlest, calmest way that had no pressure for him at all. And Leo is so excellent because he has one scene and he does such a beautiful job. <laughs> and it's so nice. It is such a beautiful... Like, that. that's what I kept coming away with. Like, there are so many scenes I would describe as genuinely beautiful. Um, I think we're, like, full spoilers here. But... Oh, I think, I think we're... <laughs> right at the end, uh, after Ma has come back from um, her time in therapy... She's sitting on a, on the bed with Jake, and she goes, "I'm I'm a bad ma." And Jake just goes, "But you're ma." And it's just like, oh, you just—it's just like a little heart melt moment where they have really, really earned the emotion in that scene, and it's so brutal because because I think the fantastic part of that, the first half of the movie, is that Ma and Jake have such a normal uh, mother son relationship. She doesn't, you know, dote over him like he's the best, but. You know, she treats him like a child. She she mm. bosses him around. She tells him to do things that are good for him. She tries to teach him and educate him in the best way she can. She makes sure he's he's fit, that he's brushing his teeth, that he's looking after himself. Um, and it seems really mundane, and I really liked it because then when those emotional scenes arc up, they have something behind them. They have like a foundation of relationship that you can turn back to and go, no, that that is relatable. Even in this horrible circumstance, she is a relatable mother and he's a relatable child and it's really good i like the comment that you made there about the moments feeling earned like none of them felt cheap like if you were to tell me that he would cut his hair and give it to his mother because that's where his strong is that his strength comes from how long his hair is because he would never have been able to cut it in room because there's no scissors in room and so he cuts his hair so he gives it to mum because mum's really struggling like, if you were just to say that, it feels a little cliched, a little cheap. But in the film, the it's totally... And, him, and the grandma and him, and she has that frank conversation. She tries to, t- like, educate him and say, we all rely on it. We're all each other strong. That's just such a beautiful little conversation that you, like, I think what I was thinking is, like, I can see the Hollywood in this, but it is grounded enough that all the Hollywood is perfect, you know? Like, I don't know how real those conversations are, but damn, did they feel real. And that's, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. And there's just like, I just think there's just, it's all there for a reason. Like, just the simple, like, I always think about this moment is like, they're coming back from doing shopping and the neighbor interacts with him. He's like, we're making cupcakes. Like, it that whole scene there shows progression. 
You don't need anything else. It shows progression. And then I'm like, oh, that's, and then, but then it's like, it immediately shows the next scene. They're making it and they have this deep conversation. It's like, he is progressing, but he's still aware. He knows that he still has, he still thinks about room. Like it gives you everything you need to know without being too heavy handed as well. Like it's, it's very well done. It's it's very good with Jake and his interactions with people. I don't, I, I, I'd still say I'd cut stuff. Some of the stuff that Maya has to go through down because I think people understand the gravity of it without it having to linger sometimes. But yes, well, I think it's Jay, interesting beautiful. because her entire character is built around I'm a good mum, I'm doing the best I can out of this hideous situation that I found myself in. And to do that interview where it's suggested that she should have just given up her child and, you know, so he would have a chance at a normal life. And the suggestion that she's a hideous person for keeping her uh, child in room, it's just, it's so unfair. And you can understand why that would topple uh, anyone's sort of mental health in this situation. Yeah, because she's clearly thinking that. It's so Mm. brutal. It's so brutal. So if it wasn't brutal enough, then she gets home, does the interview, and then she gets hit again with this media, uh, yeah, this media sort of probing, if you will. Yeah. But I must admit, one moment that sticks out for me is the moment where um, Jack escapes. This is the moment I was referencing before with the... So that whole scene is so tense. Like, so I'd started working and then, like, I had to shut and, like... Or, like, it, it, it builds and then it keeps going and, like, oh... I think that's one of my favourite moments of the whole movie is, like, the way they did that escape, like... And mm-hmm. then just the person who is actually there to help, like we do see like, oh, people are good. People care. <laughs> and it's nice. Fun fact for, for no one but me, uh, the music they use in that scene is from one of my favorite movies of all time, Moneyball. And it was especially excellent to see <laughs> that music come through because it is a triumph. It was, it is a beautifully triumphant song. And to see it used in that scene is excellent because it's just a perfect use of that song for something that, Oh, it, it, it's taken like so much guts for for Ma and him, and just to see it culminate in something is excellent. It's so oh, so touching. Yeah. And it is quite tense, though. You're right, Morgan. So you have you know you're like, don't move, don't move, kid, don't move. And then he's put in the back of the truck, and then he's like, roll, kid, you roll, you good thing, yeah. roll. <laughs> and then like when he stands up while they're still moving, I'm like, dude, he can see you. Get down, wait for the stop sign. Like, you're like, oh, come on, man. Oh, it was oh. so tense. And then even when he is out of the car and running away, it's still tense. You're like, is he going to get away? It's like, I think I see people around. I'm not sure. And then that other person comes in and you're like, oh, thank God. Please don't let him take. Please don't let this stranger take this child. And even then, it's like he takes the note. Yeah. That's got as well. And you're like, damn, he's not going to have the note. Like, is he going to be able to tell them where Ma is? Like, what? Yeah. what's, you know, old Nick going to do to Ma once he's you know, gets back? There's sort of a whole conversation with the police where you know that police you know officer that he has is no idea what police are mm. and he has no idea how to talk to people and the police are approaching him like he is a normal child and it's so like I, I felt that that was tense for me because it's like how is he going to tell them yeah what the fuck is going on in I, any way that that female police officer in the back that whole scene in the back of the car is like this is someone who is amazing at their job. I don't like. Yes. I I don't know how she did that or fit like, but like, it, a it's lucky that they he got a female police officer instead of two males because I don't think he could have handled that. That would have not gone oh, well. Yeah, so they they got that, and then she was just able to she worked it out. And I was like, like I was like, oh, like everything's coming together, and that oh, so it felt satisfying. I think. I mean, yeah, it's very it triumphant. It's very triumphant because yeah. you feel such joy. When he's saved, and then you realize, like, shit, how 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 is he going to explain? Yeah. And I felt for sure. I'm like, I'm like, there's also a timeline on this. Surely the guy's going to go and kill the mother. I'm like, there's yes. not only does he he need to figure out how to tell them. I'm like, surely there is a timeline. Quickly, on this. yeah, yes, they tell them quickly, yeah. But there is that moment where he finally rolls out from under the rug, and he's staring up at the sky. Yeah. And it's just this shot of the sky, the clouds whipping by because he's in the back of the truck. And it's such a powerful shot because so much of the film before that is this cramped, small, confined, claustrophobic, you know, sense. 
And then it gets even more claustrophobic because he's in the rug and you have all the shots from his perspective in the rug. And then he unravels and it's just bam. Like, look at this. There's no borders to it. Nothing's obstructing. This is just sky. And him dealing with, yeah, it was, yeah, that's a really powerful moment. And it just escalates. That entire sequence is, yeah, uh, my favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, no. Uh, Really, like, interesting film because, like, I finished watching it and I was really glad I watched it. And I definitely haven't teared up that much at a lot of films in a while, in a long while. So I'm very glad that you made us watch this, Alex. Thank you very much. That's yeah. like I, th- I, I, I had known about this movie for a while, but it's definitely one of those ones, like a thousand others, that's just like there that I will probably never watch because I've never put the effort to sit down and yeah, actually just just yeah, watch it out. Yeah, but great. That sort of makes me think about like recommendations, and I'm actually as much as I, I think I've gushed over this movie. I don't know who I would easily recommend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a fun, like, it's not a film that you, you know, kick him yeah. back and go, oh, you know what, Zach? I think you'd really like this story about how this little boy is held in captivity and then gets out. Like, you know. I think, yeah, you gotta you got to assess whether the people are like, because it's, it's, it's whether the ending and the satisfying feeling you get is worth it and some people might not feel it's worth it, but it's like, yeah. if you need to know, like, you need to tell the person like if you can yeah get through the start because the, the feelings towards the end and stuff is worth it and you need to know that they'll think that i guess i think it's also yeah. like why do you watch movies are you watching this to just i don't know kill, kill time are you hours? watching it to yeah. feel probably something. not which is completely fair yeah do you try and appreciate cinema cinema great excellent go for this but I don't know, even if you're just like, if you're looking for a dark movie, I wouldn't recommend this because I didn't come away thinking it was particularly dark. I like, I definitely thought you had a lot of directions you could take this that would make it a lot darker. Like, what if uh, there's, a, uh, there's a couple scenes where it's almost like old Nick and, and Jake get along? What if Jake doesn't, doesn't like Ma and likes old Nick? That's pretty dark. What if Ma doesn't like Jake? You know, that's, yeah. that's incredibly dark. I also think, like, they they don't, like, there is rape in this movie. She is a sex slave. But I don't think yep. they, I think there are movies that would show it way more. I think they, they don't, mm. they don't want to linger on that. And they kind of show it from Jake's, through the, through the doors of the cupboard. Yeah. And it's not, and I think, like, it, it could be way more grim. It could be more real. And it, but it's, it's not, it's, that's not how we, they've chosen to do it. That's hmm. something I didn't get until maybe, like, 30 minutes into the movie. I didn't understand that it was Jake's perspective until a fair bit in um jack sorry not jake jack yeah sorry i've been saying it wrong yeah, the entire it time wrong well. oh, idiot um yeah i didn't understand it was about jake's perspective i thought it was both of them uh and and like it made the movie feel a lot better because you still care about ma but you just you hope for jack and you you really become invested in jack and you're really kind of thankful that like i'm grateful that this movie has a happy ending, which is massive spoilers. But I, I'm very grateful for that. That, that yeah. definitely mm. gives you a really good payoff and a really good feeling um, to something that could be just such a horrible tragedy from start to finish. Yeah. 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 And even little things like old Nick giving him the little race car and you see how happy he is with the race car, but how useless that is in such a confined Space like yes. there's that shot where the car runs over Mars' foot, and then backs up over Mum's foot again. I love how much of an idiot old Nick is. Yes, it is. He's so easy to hate because he's such a disgusting character, but he's also an idiot. So you also <laughs> feel as an audience like you've got one over him, and Mark can't get out because he's a fucking moron. And one thing that Mum um, and Dad mentioned is like she's been in there for seven years in room. And, like, why hasn't she tried to break the skylight? Or why hasn't she tried to, you know, incapacitate him when he comes in with food? But I did like how the film did it try and address that by saying, well, why is there nothing on the toilet system? Why is there no lid on the toilet system? Well, I've tried, and I don't know the combination to the door. And the knife has no point. Yeah, the knife has no point. So it indicates that she's tried to escape but just hasn't been able to there's another thing it's like like i think they don't linger on is like there was two years where she didn't have a son like that Mm. like she had someone and like we saw her interact with someone it's like that was probably good like those two years were probably shit 
and mm, they don't yep. ever linger on that. But it's like something just to think about as well. It's like, yeah, she was on a, 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 on a own for two years. Yeah, which is wild. Um, the IMDb trivia has a few interesting points. Um, always does. that I just want to shout out. I know it always does. That Brie Larson actually um, isolated herself, kind of like what we're doing now, uh, with in the in her home. Uh, didn't interact with anyone, or tried to limit her interaction with people. Didn't uh, have her phone or anything for a month leading into filming this film to try and get a sense of what it would feel like to be captive in a space without connection to the outside world. So I thought that was very method of her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quite. <method. laughs> But this is uh, this is quite a charming little uh, anecdote here, is that they tried to build a connection between Jacob Tremblay and Brie Larson before filming, mm. and because he's a child, of course his parents are on set at the same time, and um, his mum asked Jacob, "Oh, do you want to ask Brie anything? You know, so you get to know Brie, you know, get closer." And these were the three questions that he asked Brie Larson. I thought, how cute is this? Right, mm. her favorite color her favourite animal, and whether or not she likes Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. <laughs> I just thought, oh, isn't that just uh, oh, that's so that's sweet? That's so perfect. That's, like, genuinely perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's great. It's all you need to know about a person, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. So good. So good. Oh, man. Well... I mean, Alex, I just have one... Because you mentioned at the start, I don't think you ever... You, why did you choose this film? Just quick, because, like... Oh, yeah, um... I watch movies to sort of feel something, and this film made me feel something. Like, yeah. it really got to me, this film. Um, of course, there's films that you put on to just have a bit of fun, you know, you don't really care, it's on in the background. But for the most part, I like to watch films to sort of, yeah, to, to feel and to feel some sort of connection to other people or at the very least sort of understanding about how uh, plights of other people. And I feel you can get some of that in this in this film. Um, I try and come in with some serious dramas on this podcast. Let's make <laughs> it a serious uh, movie podcast. Um, and I thought we were due for a uh, a bit of a hard hitting film. Yeah. I did have a lighter film, and I went, no, we've done a last couple of uh, some light the last couple of recordings, so we'll do this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Uh, a little uh, sliding doors moment. Um, Shailene Woodley was very nearly Ma in this film. Interesting. I I have never seen Shailene Woodley in something that I've gone, oh my god, she's excellent. That being said, I do know she's a good actress, so I think she probably would have done a good job. But I'm glad to see Brie Larson do something truly excellent because it makes me think that Disney is an asshole even more because <laughs> they clearly phoned it in so hard for Captain Marvel which should have been this triumphant move forward for the Marvel Universe in allowing a female-led movie and they fucked it up <laughs> it was certainly no Wonder Woman that's for sure <laughs> oh my god um, transitioning into what we've been watching I will say uh, mm -hmm. if you would like to see Shailene Woodley in a somewhat similar role uh, oh. having a child that is potentially from a rape. Yes, uh, yes, you might want to yes. check out a show I know Alex has been watching called Big Little Lies. Very good show. Very good show. Would recommend that show. <laughs> I binged it uh, two weekends it took me, but I got through it all. Um, yeah, very high quality show. The acting in that. Yeah. Oof, that, that, that that's the show where you're like, I can kind of see where, they, where Shailene would have gone with this role potentially. Yes, but, yes, indeed. You see that and you go, yeah, I, I think she could have pulled it off. Yeah. But uh, with that, what have we been watching my sweet, sweet children. <laughs> oh, well, Morgan. Off you go, mate. No, you've started off, Morgan. Why don't you finish up? What, what else? Surely you've not just been watching Big Little Lies. I haven't been watching Big Little Lies. Alex has been watching Big Little Lies. Oh, okay. Oh, you were just mentioning that for Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah, Shailene Woodley, and I knew I've, our friend Alex had I've been watching Big Little Lies. See, listen, you know, Morgan, uh, I pay attention. You, you pick up what I put down, don't you? It's really good. I really <laughs> appreciate it. That was my nice trying attempt see if we could segue nicely, and you just ran with it, and it was really smooth, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, look, I'll My talk about, I'll of talk about Woodley, I was expecting, I was going to transition, I go, I really liked her in Big Little Lies, and speaking of Big Little Lies, what have we all been watching? But Morgan just carried that. I, I, I set it up. It. Yep, he beat me to it. Because I, I listen. 
I listen to what Alex does. And thank you. Thank you, Morgan. And do, I hope you, you listen, want to talk listeners about are listening we, too. Do we want to talk about what we've been watching? I mean, we've been talking about... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't got a very long list, so I'll quickly smash through it. Um, immediately after watching this movie, we watched another movie. That movie was the uh, Pride and Prejudice movie. It was a good fun time. Oh, right. Um, yeah. yeah. Love that. Very good. Uh, I actually really liked that movie a lot. Uh, so that was fun. Also, so a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned I'd started watching the uh, Da Vinci Code movies. Never actually oh, finished. Yes. So today we watched, finally watched Inferno. Um, oh. Way more far-fetched than the other two. Yeah, Inferno gets nuts. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Uh, very, very crazy. They also apparently changed the ending to the book and everyone was very upset. That's what I learned Typical. from my research. And then, so don't know if anyone knew, knew uh, true crime documentary hit Netflix recently. Um, it's called American Murder, The Family Next Door. It's only an hour and a half. It's not like a series. Um, mm-hmm. We watched that, found it very, very good. We love our true crime because we're white. Uh, <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Um, but yeah, that was that one was truly like, I was like, oh, that's heavy. Um, and apart from that, not much else has been getting watched, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Reality TV's taken a bit of a dive, hasn't it? Um, yeah, oh, no. but, but Mars Singer USA is on, so, you know. I know, everything picks up with Mars Singer <laughs> yeah, USA. Of course. I loved Mars Singer USA. It was just captivating. Especially, assuming both of them, so, so beautiful. Oh, actually, I will say, I started, I watched uh first episode of Norseman that uh, Zach mentioned last week on the podcast. That was most enjoyable. Uh, I um, wasn't listening. <laughs> I listen to both of you guys. It's fine. As long as I'm listening to both of you guys, it doesn't matter. Um, I found that most enjoyable. Probably going to keep watching. I also restarted watching at the same time. I'm like, just because, you know, why not? Uh, Vikings, the uh, History Channel show that's oh, yeah. very popular. I'm going to rewatch. I never finished the show, but that's because it got shit after season three. So I'm going to rewatch the first three seasons and stop again. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the first episode. Oh. I'm probably going to get more, but it's a French show on Netflix called A Very Secret Service. Um, bit witty and dry. It's pretty. It's it's humorous. I reckon Zach would probably enjoy it. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, you, Alex. I don't know. It's probably, I don't know. Maybe a bit n- not too exciting for you, but I think Zach would appreciate the humor. <laughs> That's me. Wow. Down. Okay. <laughs> Zach, off you go, mate. So I finished watching Battlestar Galactica this week. That's probably the big one. Wow, um, yeah. And Alex, I would love to sit down and talk to you about that show because damn, there's a lot, and I'd love to talk about it with someone because it's good. It's a lot to unpack, isn't there? Yeah, I just... Big spoilers for the show. So, this is going to... If you're you're in the middle of watching Battlestar I recommend that show excellently. I think watch that show if you need to. Otherwise, stop listening right now. Morgan, maybe mute yourself. Go turn around, because I'd like you to watch this show at some point. I think you'd enjoy it. Alex, what's Starbuck? (laughs) It feels to me like the writers had a lot of time to figure out what was going on, and they didn't, and that's disappointing. I don't feel that upset because I'm coming to it a very long time after, but if I was a fan of this show and Mm. it ended the way it did, I think I would be upset (laughs) because it just doesn't seem like they knew what they wanted, and that's weird. Just for that character. Yeah, that's fair. I think... The idea of it ending where it ended, about where the crew ended up, yeah. that was quite controversial at the time. It was just like, is that how you're deciding to end this show? Like, really? It's. I'd love to talk to you about that because that yes. that's the whole thing that I yes. did. Like at the time, I was like, Ugh. and th- the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is. Have you ruined your show potentially? <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to remember that, but you should watch The Plan, which is the film that explains... Oh, okay, that's the film. Uh, You told me not to watch the other show. No, no, don't watch the other show. Don't watch Caprica, but The Plan explains the Cylon's plan. Okay, okay, that I think would be helpful. Fleshes in a little bit of the, you know, stuff that wasn't touched upon. Anyway, that's Battlestar Galactica. I really enjoyed it overall. Despite my, my, like, errors about the end, I think the show is definitely worth watching. Um, but the other thing I watched, I watched Harley Quinn on Netflix, like it was out. I enjoyed it again. I thought that movie's fun. Um, and then I also watched Interview with a Vampire, which 
is a damn good movie. A movie I have watched pretty regularly since I think I was like 12. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I think <laughs> that movie is just engrossing and very interesting uh, and strange. Very strange movie. Uh, but it's decent Brad Pitt and good Tom Cruise. And I don't know how many times you get both of them together in the same movie. So you like them both as actors. Maybe this is... Mm. Oh, and... and um. What's her name, Alex? What's the what, young girl who's in Spider-Man? She, uh, Zendaya. Oh, no, 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 no. The old Spider-Man. It's the same Raimi Spider-Man. She's, she's uh, Gwen. Oh, Not Emma Gwen. Stone? No, no, no that's no, the amazing. That's the, the Andrew Garfield one. God damn it. They don't make <laughs> this <laughs> easy. She's really, she's, oh, she's in that <laughs> Lars Ulrich film about depression. Lars Ulrich? Yeah, I think oh, so. Melancholia. I'm just trying to think of the actress. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst? Uh, Kirsten Dunst? No, no. You're talking about Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten Dunst. It's Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst, yes. Kirsten Dunst is like eight in this interview with a vampire movie, and she's fantastic. So I would recommend her. If anyone likes her, this is a this is like one of her best roles ever. Genuine. <laughs> Talk she's about so... peaking too early, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, she's so good. Anyway, that's my list, Alex. What have you been watching, my friend? Um, I must admit it was a pretty light week for me as well. Um, I did watch the documentary Amy on Amy Winehouse and the rise and fall of Amy Winehouse as she um, battled and ultimately lost her uh, battle with drug addiction and all the health problems with that. One of the 27 club who uh, died at the age of 27, Kurt Cobain, a few others um, like that. Uh, really powerful documentary. Um, it it from sort of what really stuck with me was the amount of opportunities that were missed in order to help her. Mm. That there were all these chances that if things went just a little bit the other way, that maybe she'd still be here now. But it was quite a powerful um, documentary. And then that was on the heavy side. And on the light side, I have been watching in my spare time The Windsors. Now, this is a uh, satirical look at uh, the Windsor family. So Prince Charles, Camilla, uh, Kate and Wills, and <laughs> uh, and um, Harry, and he's not yet married to Megan in the chronology of the show. So you've got Pippa Middleton uh, trying to you know, crack onto him. It's, it's just this very light, satirical, funny, absurd look at their lives. Okay, good. I think yeah. they get so much... Like the press thinks they are angels, and I, I cannot understand for the life of me how people find their lives that fascinating because they essentially do nothing, <laughs> and yet that is worth talking about all the time. <laughs> That's not to say, I love the Queen. I'll be honest; she ha- did not have to do a lot of the things she has done for the people in her domain, and she's done quite an excellent job in a lot of circumstances. But the family itself is not that interesting. <laughs> they do not do much. <laughs> I well, think that's why this... people like Princess Diana, because Princess Diana was so wonderful and caring about the world, and, and they don't look what happened really to her. do the same. So, uh, I, but I think I, I know that I'm crazy. Like, I'm very much in the minority on that, which is fine. I just think that if you're obsessed with the royals, get over yourself. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm obsessed, Zach. I'm saying that I did like the satirical look at their lives. Oh, yeah, and it does that's... poke fun at what they actually do each day. Um, it does. Like um, William is moonlighting as a cleaner at this kebab shop. <laughs> that's what he's been doing, you know, <laughs> this time. Awesome. That's <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Oh. And, uh, you know, someone's having a heart attack and they need to medivac him to hospital, but um, the medivac helicopters, you know, something's happened to it and it can't work. We need someone who can fly a helicopter to fly this guy to hospital. And then William sort of takes the moustache off that he's wearing as a cleaner and he goes, I can fly a helicopter and takes the, you know. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. That's pretty good. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, so, that's yes, funny. It's this, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I found it quite amusing. Um, and then there's always, I like going back and back to this show. It'll always make me laugh. Uh, Kath and Kim, there's oh. a bit of that too. So, you know, I've had a, I've been on a bit of a comedy kick of late. That show grows funnier the older I get. Yes. It's so perfect in so many ways. If anyone ever wants to know what life is like for suburban Australians, <laughs> watch that show. It's 
amazing. <laughs> we rewatched it, like, I think summer last year. But then, like, today's weather, I was like, this feels like I want to watch Kath and Kim. I don't know why. I was like, about the weather, I was like, Kath and Kim, man. It's just going to be Kath hitting. Kath and Kim right. kind of does. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, even, I don't know if you guys get this from it, but even as someone who really appreciates good acting, they do such a bang-up job with their characters. They genuinely do. I think it's really hard to be good comedic actors and they fucking nail it and it's so fun to watch. <laughs> anyway. And this will um date the podcast. Um and you know I'm all about dating the podcast yep. for, you know, prosperity. Is I also watched uh, the football last night because I am a football watcher. Uh, I know the audience may not know that about me. Mm-hmm. I know you two don't really follow football, but I'm a big fanatic. Um so my team got up and won by one point last night. That I means just they still just... might be in the premiership. They might. They might. My indeed. team got up and won by four points yesterday. So suck a penis. <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't really follow Zach. It's okay. That's right. I do, and it hurts my me. My brother's <laughs> team. <laughs> well, he cares about the footy. <laughs> Oh dear. So that was a nice, um, I was in such a good mood last night when we won. And then this morning it just carried on and I come in and I hope I brought that infectious charm to this podcast. Yep. No. <laughs> Thank you for your silence and agreement. Uh- <laughs> oh, taciturn. Taciturn agreement is what I'd call it. <laughs> well, um, next week the ball is in Zach's court, I believe. Fuck. Uh... He will be the dealer. And it is oh, his no. choice. I know. Oh, you boys! You boys are in for a treat. <laughs> Good luck with this movie. That's gonna. No, I cannot Thank wait. You for everyone, and I hope you look forward to next week. I know Alex won't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! This has been a Sparky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.